Hi, I'm Willie Wisely, and you're listening to Radio 8 Ball with host Andras Jones. One, two, three. We're Radio 8 Ball, give us a shake. We're in the studio, template, putting questions to the songs, which are randomly selected with the help of our friend Synchronicity. Who is Synchronicity? I got synchronicity. Well, we're Radio 8 Ball, give us a shake. We're Radio 8 Ball, give it a shake. Now it's time for the show. Andras, let's go! Did that hurt? Did that hurt anybody? Is anyone, everyone okay? Welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions, like picking musical tarot cards. I'm your host, Andras Jones, and for seven musical divinations, we've been hanging out at Starburns Industries with my old pal, Willie Wisely, and his new pal, Dan Kalisher. Hey. And their old pals, Linus of Hollywood, Shay Peyote... Who else? Uh, Jim Fellows. Jim Fellows. Benjamin Cartel. Benjamin Cartel. And not to forget our dear Kelsey Sterling. Kelsey Sterling. Yes, it's been... Is it Kelsey? Yes, it is. That, that's that bright, sterling, shiny name. Anyway, it's been a blast. And uh, we're, we now are down to the point where there's one song left on the board and one question left. The last question is the question from Willie Wisely. And what's the answer to it going to be, Willie? <laughs> the last song on the board is Erase Me. The last song on the board is Erase Me, and now we are going to find out how that's going to answer the song that Willie wrote down at the beginning of the show. Paper Fetishists, how's that sound? Is that, you like that? Hmm. Sometimes I give it to you soft, but sometimes I like to give you a little paper punches. And now, uh, Willie, will you read, read your question? How for the gathered many throng? trips will I make to a thrift store? This year. Is that really the question? How many trips will I make to the thrift store this year? Yes. Okay. Erase you. Oosh. Don't drop by. I'll be wasted. And I'll get mean. You don't want to see that again Oh, even not for me As I burn all we created So I was too quick To rip out a page of history But it's a little sick The way you tore me to confetti There's nothing I can do now Gonna throw it all away But you You 
can't erase me Songs of love Fall on deaf ears wasted You might think You found my replacement Erase Me from Willie Wisely. The answer to his own question, how many trips will I make to a thrift store this year? Now, you may wonder, you may think, there is no answer here, but you would be wrong. There is a very, very explicit answer here. But first, let's get the songwriter's take on the song. Where does the song come from? Is this a per it, now? It, I'm getting a sense that a lot of the I've worked with you a bit as a writer. We've talked. We haven't really talked about that much, but we've collaborated, written songs together, and obviously the songs that we've collaborated on. I only know the way you work writing with me, but in talking about the way you write, it seems like a lot of the songs, unlike maybe a lot of singer songwriters who are motivated by. Uh, you know, like there's a per there's an inciting instrument. Inc I broke up, and so I wrote this song. That a lot of your songs are 
more like aesthetically or musically built and the story that's in them is not so much you know this isn't a song like this is a song about a breakup it feels like it's a, or someone's been left and mm-hmm. it seems more like a fiction lifted well not a fiction but i mean just for you is this a is this a true story is this another one of the songs where you're going to say well no this is this is more like someone else was writing this story and i found a way to make it a beautiful song or is this did you experience this I this is one of the rare ones where I this is absolutely 100% out of my oh, life. Okay, well then this is perfect. I'm glad I asked it that way. So uh so tell us can you tell us as much about that story or like where that song came from as you feel yeah. comfortable? Uh definitely and it was uh it was the one other major romantic relationship in my life besides my wife and uh uh I look back at it and it seems like maybe she was a minor girlfriend and maybe it just lasted a few years. But if I go back and look at the calendar, it's like, God damn, we were together for nine years. Mm -hmm. And that's a big chunk of my life. That was my 30s. And it was, we were both so unhappy the whole time. And um, none of us, neither of us had the... uh, the fortitude to just be like over and so we spent nine years breaking up and even then it it, and i may have told you this in the past or something as uh but uh even we broke up in a way like we we have yet to break up it's like uh it's like the korean peninsula war like you know there's an armistice but the the war is actually still declared um we have not yet broken up you're still yeah because we just started seeing each other less and less and less and the rules got tighter about when we can interact with one another and how by phone in person with whom without whom with liquor without liquor you you know and where her place was dangerous if it was more in my life you know we not dangerous not violent but you know yeah, it, everything was so tepid, and eventually the, there were so few moments where we were allowed to connect by the rules of our relationship that eventually we just evaporated. Yeah. However, you cannot go something through something that is 10 years of just that turmoil and have it not leave a huge scar on you. And I credit myself with finding a, a, a great match for me and yeah. my marriage. Uh, I guess maybe that's probably why, because you have a lot of heartbreak songs, but the lo- as long as I've known you, you've been in a <laughs> healthy, committed relationship. So I'm, I, I've never known you in breakup. Mm. You've never known me out of breakup. <laughs> true. Oh, oh my God. That's true. Um, <laughs> So actually, I mean, I I was in pre-breakup with one person who's <laughs> we called it a relationship, but uh, <laughs> but uh, so I have an idea. Well, do you have an idea about how that song relates to your question? Um, yes, I definitely do. And oh, it's, great! It's relevant to something I put on Facebook this this morning, um, and I, I've become uh, at I'm a, at age fifty three. I'm becoming actually a big. Uh, convert to some these social media platforms and and feeling like it's um i'm finally feeling like hey this is fun this is actually improvisational in a good way and it's not just another obligation in my life that i have to do like because i want to write a song like it it doesn't 
I don't have to pay fealty to my music to have fun and improvise and express myself on social media. And this may sound like a ridiculous comment for anyone who's under 30 right now, but it's like if you don't if you aren't raised with this stuff, your life is all about privacy. It's all about what yeah. you keep inside, you know, and what you harbor from other people. And for the young generation now, it's all about what you it's the other side of that fence completely diametric. It's all about what you put out or the as you were mentioning earlier the the, the uh, um uh I can't. I don't even know the word. The, the Avatar. You know? Yeah. You know, uh, we didn't have avatars because, uh, well, well, that that's incorrect. I mean, there's always been David Bowie's always been an avatar, but so we had our role models for that. Anyway, I gotta get myself back on topic. Um, I've been having a lot of fun experimenting with social media, and I put uh, something up this morning where I was naked, and and um. <laughs> obviously naked and and I felt like wow uh uh this could this could I'm 53 I don't know that I should be doing this and and but it was all in the name of doing uh bringing something to light that really means a lot to me and and in junior high school I went to a place called Ragstock in Minneapolis and had my mind blown because it was just it was all this vintage clothing, you know. Oh, it's Italian military clothing. And it was this idea of, like, I didn't realize that somebody collected old clothes and resold them or bought yeah. them from military storage houses yeah. and resold them. And I was blown away. And I instantly, my whole wardrobe changed, and I wanted to be a whole part of aged clothing. And it's been a real passion. And it took a, a counselor in my life, someone who works – I don't hire him. He's a dear friend. Uh, but he's a counselor to me. And, and he said, that means so much much to you bring that forward and he told me this like uh, seven eight years ago Mm -hmm. and it's taken me seven or eight years to just get okay with like letting this out of me and i will get back no no i have a question about this but go on okay so um this is so circuitous anyway i'm i asked the vintage clothing the vintage clothes store question for a reason because those stores are when i hit a good one that that where the clothes are meaningful to me I feel so at home and so rejuvenated and so put back into the exact place of what I love and who I am. And, um, and, and you can't erase me. And so today, as I posted this very righteous video where I'm naked and for the whole world to judge me by, and, you know, and, and I sent it out to my email list and I immediately got a lot of unsubscribes. And, uh, you know, it was it, it, like I'm risking some brutality here. It's like you can't erase me. I'm going to express myself. I'm going to be who I am. I'm going to sing my songs. I'm no longer comparing myself to anybody else uh, musically, creatively, improvisationally. I am done apologizing. I am 53 years old, and it's time to be uh, me. Cool. A- and yeah. so the the – and the vintage clothes stores exactly tie into what I did this morning and discovered about myself this morning. And I really only verbalized all this to myself when a friend saw the video within the first minutes it was up. And he's like, he was just very complimentary at, at how freewheeling it was. Mm-hmm. And I realized that I had sort of self-actualized a little bit today. Cool. You know, I, and I mean, you tied that, connected that so much. And so personally, I don't really feel like uh, that there's much that I can add to it. I really you that 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 is that that syncs with your experience and it explains where the question came from. And yeah, I think that's. Uh, I mean, I have there's all these ways that I could sort of interpret it for myself or for someone else. But yeah, I just feel like you 
I want to leave it on that note of that oh, passion and that right. sense of I found myself. Yeah. I don't really have anything else to add <laughs> other than than thank you for being a part of this and for bringing so many great guests and great songs and great music to this room. It's yeah. really fantastic. Yeah, I just, uh, the guests today were terrific. The discussions have been awesome. And, and you've really, I've watched this show blossom over 10 years. It, mm -hmm. it blossomed immediately because it was an idea before its time. And and it's it's continues to be a meaningful thread in my life. And you've done it so well. <laughs> it's, 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 yeah. I've, I've really had so many tingles here today. It's great. And Dan, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having playing me. Playing with you is a joy. Yeah. Oh, likewise. Yeah. Well, it's it is it is it's my pleasure, my honor to hold space for you, and of course, it helps to be able to do it in such a fantastic studio here at Starburns. It's a great, uh, just a tremendous resource that they make available to me and to a lot of other podcasts. But I, you know, I'm mostly appreciative for what they do for what they do for me. <laughs> uh, and uh, but we do have a we have another podcast that's coming in here later tonight. It's going to be uh, one of my favorite podcasts. They're going to be recording in here, Profiles and Eccentricity, with our engineer Matt Brousseau, who's part of that. If you you should check that out. They they've been on other networks, but they've recently come over to Starburns, so that's exciting. I. I'm just going to say, I mean, this is no insult to them. There's no chance that the music in their show is going to be better than the music during this show because they don't do music during their show. Uh, the only way we could improve this music but, is, is next time we got to sing some of our co-written oh, yeah. co <laughs> yeah. songs together. But I can guarantee that there are going to be way more creeps involved in their show because that's what they talk about. Weirdos, <laughs> creeps, and eccentrics. And it's a fantastic show. I love it. I'm actually even a subscriber on Patreon, so that's how much I like that show. Wow, cool. And I want to say also thanks to everyone who came in, to all the guests, to every one of you who tuned in and listened, whether you were a Willie Wisely, you were tuning in because you're a Willie Wisely fan or because you're just finding out about Willie Wisely and now you are a Willie Wisely fan. It's just been a, it's, it's, it's a blast to have you following along. Please, if you enjoy Radio 8 Ball, leave us nice reviews on all the places you can leave reviews and share us. And most of all, subscribe, because then this daily podcast will land in your inbox every day. And I did mention a Patreon. We have a, a pretty lackluster Patreon campaign, but you can add some luster that we are lacking by going and being a part of that. And yeah, so again, thank you, Willie. Thank you, thank you Dan. Thank you, uh, all the friends. And until next time, I am your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle.
しょう。<笑>